TTB. Music podcast. Calling. Well, that's his league calling, isn't it's it? Lee. Yeah. Oh. Uh, happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Um, and and welcome to spring. Yeah. I miss one. Well, I miss a whole raft of religious ones, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome back uh, to the podcast. Indeed. Uh, you <laughs> three three Saints days. <laughs> Eight months as he stayed around since our last podcast, which was Christmas. Christmas. Uh, and actually, bizarrely, usually if you stayed around the Christmas podcast, you would get the New Year podcast, which featured the our uh, best stuff for the year. But, yeah, but it's only a week later. What happened? Didn't even go into that one, are they? <laughs> That'll be coming very briefly in a, a small, special, kind of like 10 minute podcast. Excellent. For our Kofi and Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Imagine, imagine oh, if we were like that, though. Oh, Seriously, God, yes. listener. Seriously. Yes. That's the Apple, ex- Apple podcast exclusive, the extra bit. Yeah. It's not. We're giving away for free. <laughs> we can't give it away for free. Yeah. yeah. As, we, as we've proved. As we've proved. Yeah. Indeed. So, this is podcast one, unbelievably, of 2022. <laughs> uh, but it's the same formula, as Indeed. always. Yeah. Six albums, us talking crap. Uh, so... This time around, we have uh, the debut album by Wet Leg, Gorn Wet Leg. We have the certainly not debut album by Duran Duran, Future Past. We have uh, another album by a band we've reviewed a few albums by now, I think three. Uh, Salt, called Air. Mm. Debut album by a band called Yard Act, uh, called The Overload. A, I think the sixth album from a rock band... Uh, Rolo Tomasi, named after obviously a character in a film. People know should know that. And Frank Turner, Frank Turner Hardcore, or FTHC. Oh, I did wonder. I did wonder. I was like, you know, too lazy to do the research, but I thought it was Frank Turner something. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start with a debut album from uh, Rian Tisdale and Hester Chambers, um, who made a huge I mean it has to be said there have been very few bands recently that have made as big a splash globally than they did last summer with their um, debut single Chase Lounge uh, <laughs> which beautifully plucked li- lyrics from the film Mean Girls mm. in a very very humorous mm-hmm. manner quickly mm. uh, followed up by the song Wet Dream mm. which was yep exactly about what you think it was about um, so the question is, Pete, could an album live up to the promise of those two singles or not? With this album, um, obviously it's been hyped and they featured on the Sounds of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, long list as well. And uh, we're only just outside the top five, I believe. Or were they on the top five? I can't remember now. No, we usually do that every year as yeah. well. But we no, didn't I remember we, we, we did it, but we never actually did it. Um, you know, but there we go. Um, it, it, 
Yeah, so so this album, objectively, you sort of look at it, you think, okay, so here's a band, they're being really hyped, there's, and when the album comes out, there's publicity everywhere. And this is the music industry doing what it normally does. It's just like, right, okay, so indie rock is now cool again. And on the back of bands like Wolf Alice, female vocalists and leads and musicians is also cool again. So we, the music industry, are like, well, wait, wait, where do we find more like this? We've got to keep digging. Um, but do you know what? It's bloody fantastic. It's bloody fantastic. I was one who was sceptical because I saw I saw the hype, I saw the name. I obviously heard the singles last year and I thought, yeah, this could, this could be okay, this could be okay. Yeah. But let's see where the album is because, you know, I'm a music snob of a certain age now. But it is absolutely, I loved it. I absolutely love this album. It's a great indie rock, indie pop album. Um, there, are, there are very few tracks on here that I didn't, really enjoy uh the, you know the usual sort of filler and killer yeah, yeah. ratio uh particularly on a debut there's it's all filler uh i'm sorry it's all killer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we're out of fever effect out of, pra- out of practice out of practice uh can we edit that out um it's all killer said peter um and you know show you know, the singles you've obviously mentioned um just all all the way through there's just little touches i think there's a track it's what's it called i i don't i don't want to go out and there's like a little riff by david bowie on there with the sort of man who said no 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 yes or possibly the nirvana version depending on well, the, it depends the, how you look at it you know um i'm sure that maybe they're i'd like to think it's the bowie version but you're right it's probably it's probably kirkabane um so there's that on there that i'm convincing has a touch of sort of the beach rock of the sort of beach boys but but harder um, and, and then lyrically, it's just endless. It's just brilliant takedowns of people, events, relationships, yeah. blokes, normally, crap ones. Um, you know, your mum. It's like that lyric about your mum on your mum. Yes. Um, I mean, your mum's really proud of you now. Um, and, you know, piece of shit. You know, we've all met a guy like that. Imagine being a girl and meeting a guy like that. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's awful, but it's brilliant at the same it's time. It's the last thing, if you haven't, yeah. you're that guy. Yeah, yeah, if you <laughs> yeah, 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 you are that guy if you don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the, the chant in Supermarket, where it's like, buy one, get one free! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, I love it. It's just the little things like that, because, you know, it's just superbly put together, lyrically brilliant, musically brilliant, um... It feels like after all these years of doing this podcast, the music that, that uh, of my youth, <laughs> oh God, I'm so old, is now coming back into fashion. I'm loving it. Well, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying there because you, you definitely, it's, if you're a 90s indie Which fan, I was. Fan, <laughs> Very much so. This this is the album, isn't it? Yes. It, it, it is. Yeah. And it is it, Nirvana rather than David Bowie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, but also, it takes a thing. Same yeah. with the female uh, front person. Mm. It's a good thing. You, you, Which, you, 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 there's like there's, there's, yeah. el- there's elements of elastic, elastic yeah, sleeper, sleeper, echo belly, yeah. even uh, even lush yeah. at times. Yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 and we, the, uh, maybe we'll mention the band we saw the other night or the artist we saw the other night. Skunk and Nancy, Courtney Love. It's all there. Yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah, and. and what I liked about the album, as you, you say, is that... It's Baby Queen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> was the artist who saw the other night. It was very good. We've been too busy for podcasting. Yes, We've been yes. going out. But, <laughs> as you say, the, the, what's good about this album is that it's lyric, lyrically, it's, it's as... Mm. 
Actually, it's, it's a theme on, on uh, a couple of the albums reviewing at Spock. Yeah. There's a very good sense of dry humour yes. running, running through this record. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think on, Ange- on, on Angelica, which I really like, this guy there at the end, the ambience was overrated at the party. I wanted to run away before it even started. Mm. So I really, really like Love that it. kind of whole kind of thing. Yeah. I just say the thing to Bobby on, I don't want to go, go out. Uh, Loving You, which is uh, one of the slower numbers on the, on the record, which is about a relationship, which is also one of my favourite songs on the record. Mm. Really, really love. Yeah. So your mom is just... just awesome. It's just so, <laughs> it's just so great. Um, and as you say, it, it, this is also a thing about this, this uh, podcast where we've got several albums on this podcast that do the thing that I always rattle on about and love. love. This is... 36 minutes long mm. kind of like zips through mm. um, and it's, it means that you almost don't get an opportunity to kind of go oh it's dragging a bit here it's getting a bit oh it's finished yeah exactly it's, it's, it's weird because I obviously when I was, when I was young, younger you, you, you would listen to albums that are 36 minutes long and you'd have that thing going oh it dragged a bit in the middle no, because everything is... <laughs> it's like an hour long. Everything is at least an hour long. <laughs> yeah. If the ball. He's yeah. just thinking that the dragging in the middle bit is because it's dragging in the middle. Because, yeah, it is. Just this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. Kind of almost life-affirmingly fun. It's just... Yeah. And, and it's epic. It's I impossible mean, to watch their videos also. Yeah. Just without, without just smiling. Yeah. Yeah, so the tongue is firmly in cheek, and it, yeah, yeah, and they've and they said, believe the hype, and yeah, uh, they've delivered. Yeah, they have delivered, and and when I have um, you know friends, relatives, quoting back to me, oh, wet leg, I've heard of them, you know they've landed. Very true. Mm. So speaking of bands that may have landed, um, we have a have a. Some young upstarts called Duran Duran uh, <laughs> with their new album Future oh, yes. F- Future Past. Yeah. Uh, although surprisingly, in a way, only their fifteenth album. Although they obviously did have a hi- hiatus for, for, for yeah. about seven years. Yeah. Uh, but still, this is the first album since uh, 2015's Paper Gods, which, for those who are interested, we did actually we review, did review one didn't podcast we? Yeah. nine of that year. So oh, podcast wow. nine, 2015, Excellent. we reviewed the album. Um, and that was the one that was produced by Mark Ronson. Mm. But also had lots of people on it and stuff like that. And it was like, I, th- I think it was, I, I didn't listen back to what we said, but uh, my memory. Always a good idea. <laughs> no, but my memory is we both yeah. thought it was fine. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, even within this household, mm. with a huge Duran Duran fan in the house mm. that is not me, mm-hmm. it wasn't really listened to. Particularly, mm-hmm. oh, things kicking off in our house. Yes. The background noise going on. If you're listening, <laughs> there's a Barney going on with yes. other members of my house. The, the other artists in Vineland Studios. <laughs> yes, having a collaborative tip. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, I love you guys. <laughs> I'll start off this, but this is probably, you probably guess where I'm going to go. By the statement alone, frankly. Mm-hmm. So back then, I was never really a fan of Chandra and the Heyday, um, but. Obviously, going back and listening, listening to listening to stuff as you reach a certain age, you eventually because because you knew all this stuff and it was around, so that stuff that it's you come through. Well, it's hard not to like Rio and and like the Wolf and stuff when it comes on and stuff like that. It's just it's just there and it's like yeah it's, yeah yeah it's fine. Um, 
But thinking back to the paper, go paper gods and thinking, yeah, it was fine, but it wasn't really that bothered. This album came across as, a, as actually quite a pleasant surprise, to be honest. Um, you know, what the band has done is, on Future Past, is literally, I think, just that. They produced an album that nods very generously to their past. Yeah. But also presents a band trying to also look forward and gain a new audience, or at least gain some new audience. And obviously they're not going to be going, oh yes, suddenly there's going to be lots of young people getting into the band. But there's movement in that direction so they could that could actually possibly happen based on the material on the record. Um, I would say the first half of the album probably mainly leans towards, this is not totally true because there's tracks that fall across, but the first album more leans towards, I would say, classic Duran Duran, and the mm -hmm. second half of the album more towards uh, trying to lean forward slightly yeah. more, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. When it kicks off, I mean, I mean, I think the first half of the album is terrific. I mean, it kicks off with Invisible, which for me is a belt of a tune, has a bit of you to a kill lurking in the background, back, back, background which was actually was always one of my favourite Duran Duran songs, yeah, it has to be definitely said. Definitely mine. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, then you go into uh, is all, of, all of You, which is, you know, very much pure and simple classic mm -hmm. Duran Duran material. And then into the first uh, of the collabs on the album, um, which I'm trying to remember the name of suddenly. Uh, Give It All Up featuring Tove Love, mm -hmm. uh, which is a cracking tune. Really, mm. really, really, yeah. really, really good pop tune. Yep. That. And then you go on to uh, the, uh, what's it called? Anniversary. Which is just great. Love Anniversary. Starts with the initial bass line that feels like we're going to start going to kisses. I was made for loving you, baby. And then kind of suddenly goes off um, into more of a Union of the Snake kind of yep. vibe. Um, I was thinking... Wow, this is actually pretty good. This is Duran Duran. Uh, and then you get the next song, which is the title track. Which is not the first, first song where I was going, no, not quite as good, but it's still okay. It's still okay. And as I said to you in a conversation earlier on, there's a bit of it at the start of the chorus where I was thinking, it's reminding me of a Celine Dion song or a rock set track oh, or it was something. That one. Right, yeah, yeah. I can't really put my finger on what it was, uh -huh. but I'm fully certain whatever it is that I can't remember, mm -hmm. I bet anyway Diane Warren wrote it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, she wouldn't have um, So then you get the second half of the rec record, you've got, you've got two, you've got, you then have the, literally almost the kind of disco segue, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So, which is the Georgia, Mar bits with Georgia Moroda on it, uh, which, sound like Georgia Moroda, disco pop, you know, almost kind of like, almost, perhaps also leaning towards the first track of that, listening to the watch kind of Pet Shop Boy territory. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Before those two tracks, if you're mistakenly listening to the extended version of the album, which I did initially, you get Velvet Newton, which is a which is a, also a kind of semi-instrumental piece that almost sounds George Emma Roadress oh, okay. that kind of leads into those tracks, which is really good. Um, and the rest of the second half of the album, you got a couple of more um, collabs uh, on let's see the Hammerhead. Which is quite fun, and more joy, which again starts off kind of Georgia Moroder-esque before mm. becoming kind of very girls on film esque, mm. uh, um, which I really liked. Um, 
I see before that there's a couple of tracks that uh, I think nothing less, which I thought was the, one of my favourite tracks on the album, which is one of the ones that Graham Coxon lets let's rip a bit more. Um, awesome nice backing vocals from Simon Wong's daughter. And there's also a song on it called Wing, which I personally thought sounded like it was a Bond theme type thing. Certainly, certainly in the verse. Yeah. Because the chorus, the chorus went off a bit kind of ultravoxy, but the verse was definitely kind of like, mm-hmm. we could still do Bond themes, you know. We could still do a Bond theme. We can still knock a Bond theme. Yeah, we could do it. So I'll be honest, having, you know, not sure ever enjoyed a Duran Duran album on release, yeah. particularly. This one, hats off. Really good. I have to say, I struggled with this album to start with. Um, but having listened to it a few times, um, very much, you know, appreciate what you're saying in terms of, in terms of the, uh, the, the sort of entertainment value, particularly if you're a Duran's fan. Yes. Um, you know, for most of the album, I guess I was approaching this from a point of view I was kind of hoping to hear more of Graham Cox, but I think that's more in the background anyway because it's around the songwriting and the sort of structure of things rather than. Yeah, like, I mean, not, I think I think, he did, I think he's he did. he's definitely there on nothing less, absolutely. Um, and he's there, he's there noodling on he's yeah. just, just but 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 subtle hints of things subtle, rather than yeah. rather than trying to be Graham Cox and being that, yeah. that was the thing we had a discussion earlier on mm. uh, before we came came here yeah, with yeah. somebody else. I was saying it's definitely not going. Ah, uh, he's. Blurred. It's not a blur it's album. Not, it's not blurred Duran Duran. No, it's not. No, no, exactly. Duran Duran with so if you're a blur Coxon fan, forget it. It, it. It's it's a Duran fan you're in. Um, so, it, but but you're absolutely right in terms of you know, if you took Hill's probably my favourite as well for for obvious Bond related reasons. Um, and actually, Wing is I love the dusty sort of laid back sort of post disco feel, which mm. is you know runs through there. Um, you know, future past, I wasn't that keen on. It's a ballad. It is a ballad. It's a bit dull. Um, but really like the collaborations on this album. It also refreshes the sound. More, the More Joy one was one that I pulled out uh, as one that I really enjoyed. And and track three, which is the one you mentioned, I thought that was very, forgive the pun, very Pet Shop Boys-esque up, yeah. in terms of um, the sort of dance track behind it. It, it. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Um so, so the eighties throwbacks, I can sort of take or leave, but the sort of the more sort of the pop funk bringing it forward in terms of the sound, I uh, I enjoyed more. Um, so yeah, uh, if you love Duran Duran, you'll like this album, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but if you were entice if you were enticed in by the sort of Graham Coxon angle, then uh, maybe not. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the first of our Yorkshire contingent yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, a debut album by a band from Leeds called Yard Act, uh, The Overload. Uh, yeah, some rock, of, well, of a sort. Yeah. Um, there's another one that, again, uh, not so much on the sort of wet leg scale, but quite a bit of hype about this when it was released. It was quite a bit of hype, yeah. A few months ago. And so much so you actually sent me a text. I did. I just say, well, forget what we're doing. Let's let's review this album, please. <laughs> and, uh, 
and I'm glad we did. Um, how how would you describe Yard Act to someone that's not? It's very sheep on drugs, but more polished in a kind of oh, the falls in there as well. I've got the falls. Yeah, I've got the falls. Definitely one of the bands. Yeah, there. it's that sort of recital of a story, but spoken word um, to sort of punk rock punk slash rock sort of behind it um obviously very funny political uh satirical cynical um and uh, really entertaining album i really enjoyed this album a lot the more i listened to it the more i got out of it it's one of those so I, even on the first listen i really enjoyed yeah. it but the more i listened to it the more i heard the humor um there was a lot of humor there's a lot of humour. At first, you just think it's it's, uh, you know, it, it, if if you were new to the act or new to the style, you'd be like, oh, it's just guys ranting about politics and shit. Um, it's it's got a real great sense of humour running up throughout. Um, I mean, for me, the tracks to pull out uh, a dead horse because Brexit never sounded yes. so good. Um, <laughs> payday. Which and and which and payday rich and the track the incident all sort of, um, sort of fetishizing capitalism, but admitting that we all buy into it. You know, we all want our payday. We all want to be rich, um. But there's a brilliant takedown in the middle of all that, of of the sort of the venture capitalists and the entrepreneurial, <laughs> which I loved, uh, given the industry I'm in. Um, then there's uh, you know, um, tall poppies. Which is a brilliant, and we talked about we talked about um, Blur, brilliant sort of almost pulp esque kind of story, or the fall again. Yeah. You know, um, you know, classic small town character uh, lives a good life, but you can you can sense the world shrinking around them the longer the song goes on, and then there's this sort of epi- epilogue uh, or coda at the end, where it's just like it's a kind of a celebration of that. It's not a it's not a cynical takedown of the ordinary man living in the ordinary life. It's a kind of celebration of, of the ordinary, but actually a, a sort of bittersweet acceptance that that's how it is for most people. And, and we just get by and carry on, which I, uh, which kind of is worth celebrating. Really enjoyed that. Uh, and finally, I think the final track for me, 100% uh, endurance, the, clo- the sort of almost the meaning of existence. Um, yeah. And again, a celebration of, of, of the ordinary, which I don't think we hear that often in pop music these days. But there we go. No, I got... It's funny when you talk about the form. When I, when I, when I first started writing my notes down after the first listen to this album, which was a couple of months ago, because it was a couple of months ago when you sent me that text. Because, strangely enough, we were planning on doing a podcast way before now. Yeah. Um, um, but the rest of the albums hadn't been decided at that point, but that was one of the ones we were probably going to do. And I immediately got, from from my day, my, my, my days as a youth, I immediately got The Fall and front of Ian during the Blockheads. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from it. And, yeah. then, and then from current stuff, you've clearly got uh, bands uh, like Sleep of Mods, Black Country New Road, um, and the the band with the female talky singer that we did last oh, year. Oh yeah! Oh. Mm. oh, dry, dry, dry leg. Dry <laughs> as opposed to wet leg. Dry something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I apologise. I'm gonna look that I, up. I apologise to this person. Um, yes, we're gonna look that up. Why we talk? Um, 
So is that a similar thing? A similar yes. thing of semi-spoken dry cleaning. Dry cleaning. Yes. Yeah. So semi-spoken kind of yeah. delivery of, of of lyrics and, and stuff. Um, as you say, what's great about the lyrics is that it's that great mixture between uh, political, the mundaneness of everyday life, and surrealism, all mm. kind of thrown in together, which is great. As you say, it works really great on sort of that dead horse, which is like kind of take on British British values, um, you know, our humour, our music, our conversation, and how these things are surviving or not surviving in this current time we live in um and then i think what i think it might be on one of my favorite bits of uh lyrics i think it might be on the first track oh, I favorite yeah. lyrics all the, the, the way the, 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 yeah the words business um show some respect and listen to my advice if you yes. don't challenge me on anything you'll find i'm very nice are you listening i'm actually very fucking nice <laughs> and it is that kind of thing of like going yeah, yeah. If, you, if you just if you just pipe down and agree with me you find out you find out right. really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of sums up so much of uh, the world we're living. Yeah, absolutely. Music um, and every industry. Yeah, not <laughs> just also, the music industry. Exactly. <laughs> also, land, 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 of the blind, which I was, again is another lyric I noted that I really liked. Yeah. Again, the palms greased, never, never on the ends of the elbows digging the grave yes. of the recently deceased. Yes. That yeah. is a genius lyric. Um, and I'm not going to quote it. There's also a lyric about the uh, commemorative 50p, and uh, yes. now let me let me just borrow that 50p and watch me, the magician of the 50p. 50p disappear. disappear. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you say, it's it's again again another album that is less than 40 minutes. Another album that kind of rattles through really quickly. It does. Uh, and very easy to like. Very easy. Very easy to like. Very easy. I also like the reference to Greater Manchester in there as well. Obviously. Of course you did. Of course it is. Coming from a small town. Uh, moving on to an album that I'm going to say from the start off, I really like, but I'm not going to say much about it because it's really, actually really hard to talk about because it's not... I don't have the musical vocabulary to talk about it. The vernacular. Yeah. I'm going to be the start. This is the sixth album from uh, Salt. Uh, we previously reviewed oh. three of their earlier works. Oh, we did. Uh, nine, which you can't get anymore. Uh, <laughs> on podcast five uh, last year, and then Rise and the Black albums, which we uh, kind of got round to at the end on the Christmas podcast of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time around, the band, uh, or basically Inflo, Aka, Dean, Josiah, Cover, and friends, see the museum, 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 see the musician. Cool. Producer moving away from reg- regular contributors that he's had before, yeah. uh, Sims, Mike Kuanaka, Kid Sister, and suddenly we go all. Before we've been kind of funk and right, yeah, soul right. and various yeah. other things coming in, a bit of, bit of kind of synth pop, bit of other things. Yeah. And now we've just gone. Okay, we're going classical, choral, even operatic. Some mm. uh, in time, times for this entire album. It's like, okay, yeah. Wow. Is it still engaging? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I like is it's almost impossible if you, I think if you're anyone that appreciates music in all its forms and any kind of creative genius. And funny enough, I was watching a documentary last night, uh, an Imagine program on BBC One about a guy called uh, Jacob Collier, who I'd heard of but didn't know a lot about, but about him, young guy. 
who, again, falls in this category of just annoyingly creative and brilliant at a really young age and stuff like that. And I think Dean Cover is especially fits into that kind of same kind of thing. It's just like it's hard not to be excited anytime Salt put a record out these days. Because you know it's going to be something that's inventive, engaging, and genuinely interesting. And I think this album is no different. Um, similar to the one of the previous records, although perhaps not as obviously so because of the, the genre it's in. All the previous albums have been very much about uh, celebrating the black cultural legacy. Uh, and that is still very much present here and, and only became obvious to me when I was speaking to a friend who had also listened to the album and she was talking about uh, the final track of the seven tracks which is Lewis Hire and the Luo people are from Kenya uh-huh. so this is I think this album uh-huh. this, this track is meant to be about there certainly respecting part of the, the, the musical styles of their cultural heritage and that's quite interesting because that's actually one of my favourite tracks on the album because um, it has lots of plucking of strings going on um, which oddly reminded me of Bella Fleck and Abigail Washburn because mm-hmm. they had that kind of almost um, banjo-y type thing going on because of the kind of plucking this um, but this whole album is, is is just you put it on and particularly if you put it on and just turn everything else off again yeah. it's not a long album it's again 40 minutes is done and just sit there it's just a just joyous musical experience and I came out there and end and just listening to it with the thing else going on and just smiling and I thought yeah like this it's yeah nice it's for a, for a mostly instrumental album of operatic <laughs> and classical music quality <laughs> um, which is far removed but not that far removed as you say from their previous work um, it's very enjoyable hmm. it's really enjoyable really great listen uh, great great um, I mean the use of the choirs throughout um, it, the way it sort of fits the tone of each track and each track it, even though it feels like a long piece of work with an interlude which I'll come to um, it does you can sort of split it up into the sort of more traditional idea of yes. an album with tracks um, and, and as you say the sort of connection to black music um the funk is uh, the funk of those previous albums is still there very much uh i mean particularly was the, the was the interlude um the moment where we do get that burst of female vocals time is precious yeah time is precious yes. um you know and it's toward i guess it's about three quarters of the way through um you know it sort of does it does make that connection back to their previous work uh thematically but it, it, it's very, it's very. If you're a fan of the, well, I guess if you're a fan of the band, if you're a fan of Soul, you're like oh, you'll enjoy this because you know this is the tangents that they go off on, musically speaking. Um, it, it's very, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a really 
enjoyable record. I'm still sort of taking. I've listened to this one a couple of times. I'm still sort of still sort of taking it. And I will listen to it again because I still want to sort of absorb, yeah, absorb yeah. it. Um, I didn't know the reference to Kenya, uh, uh, and one of the the more brass heavy tracks is one called entitled June Fifty Five, which is lovely. Which again, um, and again, shamefully, being British, don't know much about my colonial history. I'm guessing that that's a reference as well. Um, uh, but there we go. Lovely. Right, only two albums to go. We now move on to, well, we move back, as opposed to rock, but actually, we're now, no, it's more rock. Um, and the sixth album uh, by Sheffield band Rollo to Marcy. Um, an album that has been Rated heavily by all the uh, metal publications. <laughs> Hence why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So with that perfect setup piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is re- this is album is fascinating. It really is. I, I actually, I very rarely. When we do this, I know you do. So Scott obviously does the work. He does the legwork. He does the research. I just come in and go. Oh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually had to do some research on this halfway through the album, because like, this is just it's it's all over the place, but in a good way. To be fair, I had to do. I, I, actually, yeah. I had to do the same research because yeah. occasionally because I, like, I I also basically I picked it because of the Cooper's game reviews yeah. without. Having heard the band before, yeah. I hadn't really listened to the band before, so I also came into it kind of blind, going, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah, okay, and 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 uh, one review I read somewhere described, and I don't often look at that. Honestly, when we do these things, I don't look at other reviews because I want to come into it with my own thoughts. But one of the reviews I read was used the word bipolar. I think that's the perfect <laughs> description because track by track, even lyrically, certainly musically. That's the perfect way to describe this album. It is two people singing, presenting, <laughs> shouting, rolling. I can't even do it. Rolling, rolling. Um, it, it is. It, it it's really good. And 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 actually, you know, it begins so softly as well. It lures you in. I mean, the first track is is it's almost as a it's a perfect. You know. Um, is it Eve, Eva, the, 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 the lead vocalist? Yes, Eva. Um, uh, yes. Eva Corman. Although, although, you know, I think I think she actually thinks she might have changed the name because I think she married the uh, uh, the main chappie in the band. So. Oh, that's just lovely. Uh, so it's, um, you know, it sort of coaxes you in. It's this is a beautiful, you know, vocal lyric. Lovely ethereal. Yeah, ethereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has such an ethereal voice. And then she can switch, and it is full on hardcore <laughs> metalcore, um, choking, choking core. Uh, it is. It's. It's. It's a growl. It's great to have a growl back on the podcast because I don't think we've done a, we haven't done a hard metal growl for quite some time. And it is. It is our first uh, female growl. As and well. it's our first female yes, growl because that, that's the other thing that shocked me. Because when we, I, I listened to, the, I was like. This is her. This yeah. is her. This is the other thing I had to get my head around. It's like she's not just been brought in because we've had, we listened to these albums in the past. And they're like, all right, we have this female vocalist comes in, sings this bit, sings nice bit possible, and then the dude, the dude comes in. He's like, 
Growly metal side, 
Um, I think the clash between the two sides doesn't always work. Not quite. Um, no. And I think, which is a shame, because I think the melodic, melodic side of it is really good. So they've got the chops on that. Mm. I think the, I think the riffing and stuff on the on the kind of metal side, full metal side of it, is not quite as strong for me. Um, so in a way, the Wolfalis bits work better than the Slipknot bits. Uh, uh, so close, so closer, which is in the middle of the album. Again, again is like the, like the opening track is very, fairly kind of standard, kind of uh, which is really, really nice. But like I said, drip. It's the standard. Drip. Drip. Just standard, because yeah. it is just like this is just good. It's just just like it. <laughs> is anything else going to happen? In this? It's like yeah. this to you at sixty. Well, it's probably it's more than that. Yeah. A minute and a half of just going, that's like hammering a nail in or something. It's just a nine mental. inch nail. Oh, very good. <laughs> Ping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, whilst I'd say not really for me, particularly, there was enough in it that I can kind of understand where the positive reviews are coming from it mm. from the. From the uh, Metal press. Yes. Yeah. Good on them, Brandon. As I said, we like a bit of metal. So. Me too, occasionally. <laughs> Moving on to the final album. Um, looks like we're being slow on the podcast tonight. We're into the 40s already. Oh, Christ. Let's go. Hurry up. Yes. <laughs> Let's get it done. Frank Turner with Frank Turner Hardcore. Now, this is the third time we have reviewed Frank. Uh, first time was back in 2015 for Positive Songs About Negative People on Podcast 8. Uh, that was at the suggestion of uh, Mr. Spencer, who kind of went, can you review that album? We went, all right, Spence, of course we can. Um, and we delivered. So, Spence, if you're still with us, you know, here we are, third time around. We also reviewed the last album, No Man's Land, where he told us about, told us tales about strong women. Mm. Uh, that, uh, that was the classic thing with, here's a man writing an album telling us how strong women are. Yeah, it does ring a bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which was the Xmas podcast, Christmas podcast, uh, 2019. Uh-huh. Um so he's back with this time a more kind of boisterous rocking collection of songs about. Is he just? Uh, wanting COVID to be over so people can get together again, oh, moving from London to the coast, a friend's suicide, giving up drugs, hating his dad, his dad resisting to a woman, anxiety, being an arse generally, having regrets, family life, and a lot, lot more. And you know what? For me, this is definitely the best thing. I thought you were going to finish the podcast there. I thought we were yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the best thing we've reviewed from him. Yes, uh, yes. This blasts yes. off full guitars blazing with non severum mm-hmm. and then straight into the gathering where a certain Mr. Jason Isbell provides the guitar solo. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and this is a great idea because it is a song about being in lockdown and how great it will be to be back together with with people experiencing stuff. Yeah. Like geeks. Yeah. And we can, and we can attest to the fact. We can attest to that. That I mean, our first one was was the whole steady gig, unsurprisingly yeah. for this podcast, and it was fantastic to be kind of like back in that environment, exactly, experiencing that. Indeed, um, and that that kind of sets the tone of the record. Really, it's it's it's, it's just a full on rocking, but actually surprisingly, again lyrically inventive and interesting record so you've got two songs about his father on the album for example first fatherless which is a, a, a song about basically abandonment and about, about yeah. pretty much how much he hated his father so it's i mean lyrically it's awful yeah it is <laughs> i mean content yeah he yeah. just, just hates his father yeah and 
The second one, Miranda, is literally about love and reconciliation and basically realising that realisation that Wasty absolutely hated his father. He actually does like Miranda, who's the person his father has now become. Uh-huh. Um and there's a great line in that song that's, that's not about the, the kind of uh-huh. Miranda, Miranda's self bit, but there's a brilliant book where he says, the problem with carrying hate for someone who doesn't know, because you're the only one carrying the weight, better just let go and know who you are. And that's, that is the kind of thing. It's just okay. like, carrying, if you're carrying hate for somebody or carrying even grudges for things, it's like, you are the person literally carrying the thing. The, mm. the, the person you're carrying the grudge against probably has no idea living their life quite happily it doesn't give a toss the only person suffering from that is you uh, quite, I quite liked that um, similarly lyric wise actually on because on, I have a child that has anxiety and I've, I've known friends that have suffered from anxiety haven't been doing so well and deals with Turner's own issues of anxiety partly through the lockdown and press of social media and stuff as well which I found quite touching. Even more touching is Wave Across the Bay, yeah. which is a song remembering yeah. his friendship with Scott Hutchison yeah. of Frightened Rabbit. Yes. Uh, who served his life back in uh, this th- this time of year, actually, May yeah. 28, 2018. Obviously, we saw we, Scott Hutchison yeah, support the whole study and yeah, I yeah. saw Frightened Rabbit support yeah. um, the Scottish band. Hey, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, just really, really touching moving kind of kind of kind of thing and there's just lots what i like about his lyrical style even than previous albums had he, he does have a nice a nice way of just throwing in stuff that's quite fun relatable um as the album goes on there's quite a lot of stuff about kind of home life and stuff and about, about how you can you know, literally you know it's like uh, the work perfect school little life about you know literally how you can be an arse and your other partner goes your other half kind of goes it's like no, no okay I, I apologise I've put the washing on I've put my own stuff in as <laughs> put well my as own yours. stuff in as well as yours yeah, I got that lyric yeah, yeah. I thought yeah I've now tied the garage up it's yeah, the, 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 the. Yeah. and then it ends with Farewell to My City <laughs> which is a song about about I said, about him leaving London and deciding to move uh, to the, to the, to the him and his uh, half to move to the coast and it is a kind of yeah a love letter to all his memories about London and stuff. Um, and again, it's rattles in another, another album that rattles in just over 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 forty over forty minutes. Um, yeah, I really really like this album. The Hold Steady are an influence here as well. I don't know if it's consciously or subconsciously, or maybe that's just us. Maybe. I, um, I I mean, in the opening and closing track, they really came to the forefront of mind. Uh, particularly in the gathering, because obviously a song about getting together in a pub and singing, Wee! very much them. Um, yes, and I, I did love that lyric. You know, that first time, that first beat, the first piano chord that gets played, yeah, yeah, the first pint. You know, it, it's going to be an absolute wild party, and I can attest to the fact I have been to one or two wild parties since we were all back together. Um, if only I'd heard this song two years ago. <laughs> um, uh, and again, farewell to my city at the end. Um, similarly, uh, the sort of tales of of North London, uh, particularly up the Northern Line through the Northern Lights and so on. Uh, very good. Um, oh, there was part of me thinking, oh bloody millennials, and you know, I'm moving to the coast. I was just like, oh. 
it's just it's on trend in it you know well done well done you uh but for the rest of us that are still here <laughs> um i also liked the resurrectionist that sort of sense of growing up Mm. Uh, and you know we're all ordinary people we're all children in the end just trying to find our way in the world yes. kind of ties back to what um, you know um, kind of ties back to what Yardak was saying we're all ordinary people and, and, and there's a sort of celebration in the ordinary there you've mentioned Wave Across the Bay obviously uh, it's nice um, and the work the work yeah it was amusing I found it a, see a, a bit like the previous album with him Talking about strong, I found yeah. that a bit cringe. I'll be honest, I found that a bit cringe. It's like relationship advice from Frank. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for highlighting all the things that I'm not doing, because I don't already have that in my life, and I'm glad you were here, <laughs> Frank Turner, to point out all the small things I'm not quite achieving in my house. But other than that, like you, I did enjoy this album. <laughs> So that's the end, and, and yeah, God, this is, this is a long one. Well, we're overdue a podcast. This yeah, extra well, listening, I'm doing it for a while. Yeah. Okay, so album of the podcast. I was going to say this was easy for me, um, but I've got to give an honourable mention to Yard Act because had we reviewed them. When I mean, we, we should have done. <laughs> they would have been album of the podcast in January or February. Yeah, almost certainly. Yes. Almost certainly, uh, without a doubt, they are my album of the podcast. However, we've reviewed Wet Leg, and that's my album of the podcast. Yeah, my is probably a toss up between Wet Leg and Frank Frank Turner, um, but actually, you know, it's a a decent. Obviously, it was a. Bigger, bigger pool to pick from for this podcast, probably. Um, but yes, it was. There are things to recommend in all these records. Absolutely, yes. As we say, if only we get the sponsorship for that, that'd be good. Anyway, until next time, uh, when we're reviewing albums, it will be next time. There'll be a shorter period of less than four months. Uh, <laughs> Commitment, <laughs> exactly. We're reviewing new albums from people like Secret. Ah, a new album coming out. Indeed. So, until then. Until then. If you click subscribe or follow us on wherever you're getting this podcast, that would be terrific. We'll see you again in about a month's time.